I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of the Creep Off, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. Where's my intro? I got a new intro, Carl. The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And uh, my co-host today, he's here. He's a piece of garbage. It's Carl. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Good to see you, my friend. It's nice to have you here. I hate that you're now using the studio for your other show because, once again, I am not framed well. Oh, Jesus on the Christ. Video because I don't know. My eyes are up here, Vinny. I know what you want to be focused on. My eyes are up here. Jesus Christ. Like, I find it amusing little... you've been sitting there for 20 minutes and you didn't say anything until we actually started the show. I didn't see the, the screen until you start the show. I hate him so much, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty you see why You see why everybody hates Carl? Vinny, not everybody hates Carl. What are you talking about? All we right. got our Patreon people are voting. All right, let's talk about the Patreon. Let's talk about the Patreon. I have some positive things we need to discuss. Okay, great. First thing is, holy shit, thank you all for joining it. Yes. I should say hello to all of the uh, Vietnam True Believers. Please don't. The Creepomaniacs and the uh, Scum Parade Merry Marchers. And Carl's Cousin Roos. No, they could go fine, fuck themselves. Fine, Every single one of Carl's Cousin Roos could go straight all, to fucking hell. All great people. Nah, garbage. Garbage. So we are doing a, a contest on the Patreon. First one of us to 50 wins. Loser has to spin the new Patreon Wheel of Consequences. Yeah, how is that going so far? Well, the Patreon score currently is 33 to 30. Carl, you are up. Oh! Just by three. Showing. Just by three. It's close. Folks, feel free. The True Believers... We'll welcome you in. Come join us. Also, I do want to point out, we have a number of people who didn't vote for either or didn't sign up on that tier. If they set up at the higher tier, we still let you vote. Yeah, absolutely. I collected their votes. Yes. That's part of this. So don't think you have to give us less money because you want to vote. Give us more money and you'll still get to vote. That is absolutely correct. Right. Give us all the money. Give us all the money. Yes. If you want an exclusive Scum Parade Mary Marcher t-shirt, this is what it looks like. I have it right on the... That's our logo. Looks pretty good. Yep. You get the cool T-shirt and all that good stuff. So check it out, patreon.com backslash the creep off. Let's not harp on it. But I do want to say we did make a promise to the Scum Parade Mary Marching Society. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, the first three were going to get autographed Stuttering John T-shirts. Yes. Autographed by us. I got to get them out of the studio. <laughs> okay. I got to get them the fuck out of here. Sharpie right after this, we'll get, them, we'll get them signed. So I'm going to announce those three winners right now. The first three people to join the Scum Parade Mary Marching Society were Steve Martin. I'm assuming no relation. Why would you assume that? Steve Martin might be a huge fan of ours. He very well might be. I'm going to need to see the photoshops of Steve Martin in the t-shirt, everybody. Send them our way. Noah Bryant. Last but not least, Eduardo Morales. Thank you guys for joining the uh, Scum Parade. Fine citizens. Yeah, I hate doing all this plug stuff up front, but you guys rule. All right, so Vinny, so I have a slight lead right now, 33 to 30 in yes. our Patreon voting, which is awesome. Thanks, guys, for signing up. And then I'm also in the lead 2 nothing as of last week. In this round of the creep off, and of course, we had another battle last week. We did creepiest author. And I, of course, went with the creepiest author ever, Andrew Cuomo. 
He <laughs> did again. How many times are you going to bring Andrew Cuomo as your creep? Well, every every time I can make it work. All right. Can we do Emmy Award winners next week? No. All right. No, we may not. All right. So what happened with the voting? Did Joe last Biden week? win an Emmy? <laughs> what happened with the so voting last week? Well, my creep was Jack Unterwager murdered, I believe, eleven prostitutes, strangled them to death with their own underwear. You picked Governor Cuomo. Ladies and gentlemen, the creeps have spoken. Fifty-five percent for Carl and Cuomo. I'm on a three-game winning streak right now. Fucking chiller! I hate you. Thank I don't you, know thank you. who listens to this show that feels Governor Cuomo is a bigger creep than a man who is He's murdering prostitutes. He's killed thousands of people. He's been responsible for more deaths than 9-11. What are you not with about? their own underwear. What are you talking not about? Not with their own underwear. You And he hits on girls who are 40 years younger than him. Yeah, we did have a little fun talking about that. Yeah. So let's talk about the, uh, the secret for this week. We have been teasing a fun category. It is one I've been wanting to do since day one. In fact, I would do a version of it every week if I was allowed to. Thank God I keep you in check, Vinny, because this is all the show would be. This morning, Vinny sends me a note. He wants to make belts up, championship <laughs> belts up for who wins the creep off. A fan posted it in the Discord. I was just passing it on. Eventually, this show is just going to be me and Vinny wrestling. We won't even be talking about creeps. Anyway, we are doing world's creepiest wrestler. We are. And joining us today in studio, a very, very special guest, ladies and gentlemen, Former WWE superstar, you may remember him from ECW, and uh, I believe he did a little uh, spot on AEW last year. It's our friend Colin Delaney. Welcome, Colin. Now I can crack this beer. I was like, do I crack it while they're talking? That'd be weird. Crack the beer. Crack them all day long. I mean, it's not like we have podcasting standards around here. Trust. I got to get loose. I'm I'm new to this. You guys are uh, seasoned seasoned pros, yeah, as at, you could tell. Yeah, at the creep <laughs> off. Really good at this. You know what we're doing today. You know that we are going to submit our nominations for creepiest wrestler. Yep. You have a nomination. You have somebody you'd like to nominate today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, you will have your turn soon. Carl, ring that bell and nominate your wrestler. So my nomination for creepiest wrestler. <laughs> Is a man that we all know and love. A man known as Goldust. You're nominating Goldust. No, not really. I just just wanted to play those. So people could say, oh, wow, now Carl's ripping off Howard Stern. You've ripped Ah. off Opie and Anthony enough. Yep, so now I'm doing Stern. Now, my wrestler, I want to see if you two know who this guy is. His name is Hardbody Harrison. Oh, okay. I know all about Hardbody. Okay. okay. And uh, can I also say, by the way, to the people who are watching right now in YouTube, this is creepiest wrestler not named Chris Benoit. Yes, correct. Yes. That's an important thing to point out. Oh, because... I, I didn't get that note. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I didn't get that one. All well, right, Colin wins. Colin wins. <laughs> I'll just uh, save my argument for next week then. Yeah, so uh, you are going with Hardbody Harrison. Hardbody Harrison was born Harrison Norris Jr. He graduated high school in Pensacola, Florida, and joined the United States Army. He served as a platoon and motor sergeant before he was honorably discharged What the fuck is a platoon? It's a platoon. Platoon. You buffoon. Thank you. Go ahead. Watch, watch this. He served as a platoon and motor sergeant before he received an honorable discharge in 1995. And because Vinny's my friend, he's going to make me sound less stupid in post. production. Nope. Not even a little bit. All right. He saw action in Operation Desert Shield and Operation Desert Storm in Iraq in early 1991. After he was discharged, he joined WCW as a jobber. 
Yeah, Norse continued that role. Carl, what is a jobber? Do you know what a jobber is? I do. A jobber is a guy who comes in to lose. So, and it's to, so that the, the more popular guys can get their win streaks up. Currently, he sounds like a war hero. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't sound like okay. a jobber. He sounds like a guy who served his country. He Correct. doesn't sound like a creep either. He sounds like a war hero yes. and an all-around good citizen. Now, in the wrestling totally business, agree. it's an honor to lose, isn't it? Colin? Yeah, he's a, he, that, that means he's a good hand. That means he, right. he's, he's good at making other people look good. Yeah. Currently, he sounds great. Yeah. Hard body Harrison. I couldn't agree He's more. a mensch. I'm glad you guys are all on the same page with this. So from 95 until 2001, he was in the WCW. And that's when his wrestling career ended. You've probably never heard of Hardbody Harrison. To be fair, you haven't missed much, as Harrison was a poor wrestler and unsurprisingly didn't get snatched up when Vince McMahon bought the company in 2001. So when WCW was purchased by Vince McMahon, he was not brought along to the uh, new ext extended role or cast of uh, WWE. No one was, really, at that time. <laughs> if I recall, except for like... Uh, a couple of people who had cheap contracts. But he did keep working, Hardbody Harrison. This is Stevie Ray talking about what he was doing after wrestling. Did you know Hardbody Harrison when they were having the tough man contests on, I can't remember what station it was, USA, something like that. And they had these weekly tough man shows. Do you know Hardbody Harrison won the whole thing? And now you want to try to talk about it. That's what you did. Just you want to try to talk about Hardbody Harrison was the real deal. Hardbody Harrison was the real deal. He yeah, did win War Tough Hero. Man, we established this. Tough Man competitions. He and, was a war hero. And has the nickname Hardbody. Yes. Yeah. Now, the problem here, as my buddy Disco Inferno will tell you, is he was not a very <laughs> likable guy. Now, Disco Inferno was on with Husey, which is also my buddy. Uh, hello, it's Husey, that show. And he was talking about Hardbody. He, he was not well-liked. Like, people didn't like him. He was a loudmouth. He was kind of like, you know, he's just, uh, he thought he was way better than he was. He was one of those guys that didn't realize because his attitude was atrocious. He never really was going to make it, you know? So he was one of the people that, that you know, was in the racism lawsuit. Projecting right? and, and much? And that thing was, like, settled. But, like, if, if, you, if that ever had gone to court... Like there are some of those guys, and if they, they like put them under, they you know, have people testify against it. They'd be like, you know, this guy, this is not racist. This guy's just a, an ass. You know, nobody likes him. He's disrespectful to the city. You know, is it that that's what it wasn't racism? It wasn't like he, he was he was just not a liked a well liked guy. You know. All right, so the guy was an asshole, according to Disco Inferno. Who would know? He did work with him for a number of years there. I was gonna say Disco Inferno would know because he's also an asshole. <laughs> well, right? it takes one to know one. <laughs> Makes sense. I hope you weren't serious about my buddy Disco Inferno. I wasn't. I actually okay, do good. know oh. Adam Adam Hughes, but uh, no. Hit him, Colin. <laughs> Hit him, Colin. Because Disco's trash. Is this all a setup right now? Maybe. Right. <laughs> so this is this is Disco talking about what this guy Hardbody decided to do after his. I love that we career. did this episode because Carl has to listen to Disco Inferno talk. This is I'm, amazing. That's great. I. I can we change my creep to Disco Inferno? For <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to change mine on the spot. Mine's going to be Disco Inferno for later. Good, I, got a, I got a clip for you to play that will help your argument in a second. But first, you know, I guess when WCW, he got the money. You know, he got all this. He got all this money. He like bought a big house and he got into sex trafficking. <laughs> you know, this is become a pimp and had like these girls. And it was funny because like he was 
supposedly, I guess he was training the girls. Like he had a, I, I don't know if this is true. The, my, my, this is shady, you know, like, like I'm not clear on all this, but, uh, I think he had a wrestling ring in his bed in the backyard. He was training the girls to wrestle too. All right. Yeah. So he was doing some amateur training on the site. He bought a big house in Georgia and brought a bunch of girls in there to teach him how to wrestle. And uh, it didn't work out for him. Six years later. No, it sounds like it did work out for him. What are you talking about? Six years later, though, Harrison's name came up again as he was charged with the false imprisonment of eight women whom he used as sex slaves. Representing himself in legal proceedings, Harrison denied the claims and even suggested he was helping them, providing them with wrestling training. Unsurprisingly, this didn't work. As among other issues in his story, no one in the right mind would go to him for training. <laughs> After laughable defense, Harrison was convicted of all charges and sentenced to life in prison. Sentenced to life in prison, all charges, including aggravated sexual abuse, forced labor, sex trafficking, criminal conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and witness tampering. This is all circumstantial. <laughs> and And hold on, like... You defend yourself when you get a parking ticket. Right. You do not defend yourself when the charges are like that. When you are facing life, right. you are defending yourself? Dude, speeding ticket, I'm getting an attorney for. You, you, are, not, right. you are not past the bar exam Harrison. You are <laughs> you are hard body Harrison. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? Oh, God bless him. I love it. I want to see clips of this. So this is going back to uh, our buddy Disco Inferno talking to Husey. Husey tries to make a joke or two, and like you said, he, Disco Inferno is kind of a dick. He's having none of it, and we had no idea at the time that he had that he was sex trafficking these girls. You know, he's pimping them out. How many did you buy from him? I didn't buy any. That's yeah. He should have called his company a Ring of Glory Hole. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're no selling me here. Well, they're not funny. I'll sell it if you have a funny joke. They're not funny. <laughs> Poor Hughes. He's just letting him die. I'll sell it for you if you have a funny joke. Ugh. Yeah. What a douche. What a douche. So what this guy was doing is he was befriending women by bailing them out of jail and bringing them to his home. And he would tell them that he would teach them how to become wrestlers. How did he pick which ones to bail out of jail? Did he, like, talk to the guards? Like, any of these women put up a fight? Oh, yeah. Like, how did he decide? That's a good question, Biddy. Maybe you should do a little more research on it. I didn't get well, that. Well, he's not my creep. I, I didn't, didn't nominate him, asshole. Uh, so anyway, he was bringing in... Then he, then he forced them to become prostitutes. And he was pimping them out. All under the guise that he was going to teach them how to become wrestlers. So you know what a flat back bump is, do you? <laughs> you were about to learn. If you didn't. So this is the last clip that I have. And this is going back to our buddy Stevie Ray. And Stevie Ray, when they're talking about this explains that everybody makes mistakes. But I'm not here to say anything about that. I'm not here I'm to step on somebody's throat just because they made a mistake. I'm not going to do that. Holding eight women as sex slaves is just a mistake? Look, anybody, This is from Fox News. Anybody can make a mistake like that. Anybody <laughs> can hold seven to eight women hostage if you don't know the door is locked. In the back, you wouldn't know that. That could happen to anyone. That could actually happen to you if you happen to ever have yes. seven to eight women I, I in it. your home. I got it very seriously. You don't know that. Wow. You don't know that. Hard body fucked up. Stevie Ray should have been his lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Holy yes. shit. Yes. 
Stevie Ray is like, you don't know. This could happen to anybody. Your Honor, how many times have you locked a handful of women in your house? My favorite is that he he continues to say, even though the number is eight, it is definitively eight. <laughs> yeah. Stevie Ray numerous times says seven to eight seven women. To eight. What is he implying? What does Stevie <laughs> Ray know about these eight women that he is kind of writing one of them off potentially one of seven the, to eight one of the women wanted to be there one of them was just like no i actually enjoyed this gig this is I don't fun know. <laughs> I don't know. that is my creep i do want to say just to let you guys know where i'm coming from on this uh creepiest wrestler thing jamar jones said it best when he said this i haven't watched wrestling forever you guys like i really haven't i haven't watched wrestling since rikishi and triple h were on there yes it's been a while it's been a while Triple H is still on there every even, now and again. Even if you watched wrestling, you probably wouldn't know Hard Body Harrison. No, I never yeah. heard. I did watch if- WCW back <laughs> in the 90s, and I do not remember Hard Body Harrison. But I did watch a m- number of his uh, bouts when I was doing my research today. Okay, did you so really? Oh, yeah. I don't believe him. <laughs> don't believe him, Colin. That's tough. That's a tough sell. <laughs> All right, so that's my creep. Go vote for Carl and Hard Body Harris. Colin. I so, guess it's your turn. Do you yes. want to tell us who your creep is? So I uh, I don't have uh, fancy audio clips like y'all. I listened to the show and I was like, oh, they're gonna have s- cool clips and stuff. I'm I'm pretty tech illiterate. Like I have a computer in front of me where I took some loose notes. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's a, as far as we got. Before I start, there it is. Number two. I threw it all over Possibly the desk number too. Three. I threw it all over the desk too. That's my bad. That's okay. Uh, for my creep. We're going to start, we're going to go all the way back to 1997, where we were introduced to a man we only knew as Kane. By God, it's Kane! <laughs> it's Kane! Thank I, you, thank you, Vinny, for making my audio clips with your voice. You this got might it. Be I'll do personal. it the whole time. This might be personal, no, I think. No, no, no. Why would it be personal? I don't know. I, I think maybe you've had uh, some interactions with Kane. I, I don't, I'm not totally sure what you're talking all about. Right. But it, I, I, in, I don't know, calendar lady. <laughs> <laughs> in 1997, we were introduced to a man named Kane, the brother of The Undertaker. The actually dead wizard corpse monster man. Exactly. Yeah. Who easily could have been somebody's creep, but... We'll see. That we still got one more. We still got one left. So I went Kane, because when we were introduced to Kane back in 1997... We were introduced to him as the burned-up brother of The Undertaker, who, in fact, was a pyromaniac who burned the funeral home and killed The Undertaker and his own parents. It's horrible. It was a tragedy. It was a little silly, is what you're trying to say. No. I I agree. It's a little silly. Dude, (laughs) what are you talking about? It's tragedy. Oh, I mean, yes, that was was terrible that that happened. He murdered The Undertaker's parents. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, that's terrible. His own flesh and blood, and wound up with the burns and scars to prove it. (sighs) You're hence a why, stupid dumbass. Hence why he was masked. He right. was masked for his most of his career. That <laughs> for is the correct. first handful of, of years of his career. Yeah, it turns out he was just ugly. It eventually turned out that, <laughs> that the Undertaker true. potentially burned the uh, the house or the funeral parlor down intentionally. So once again, we could go back to it could be the Undertaker. But Kane, the burned up pyromaniac who killed his parents. Yeah. Undertaker luckily made it out alive. Okay. But was never the same after trauma like that. Right. How could you be? Right. So Kane and The Undertaker are now uh, engrossed 
in a battle against each other. Brother versus brother. These two seven-foot monsters duking it out. Undertaker, who is left with this trauma from his parents dying. And Kane, left with the scars to prove it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying, Carl? I do know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Good. Two glad gladiators, warriors of the arena. We're reliving this from 22 yeah. years ago. This is good. Come 1998, they've been in battle for a while. And come Royal Rumble 1998, Kane locked his brother into a casket and set it on fire. That was God it. damn That it. was the end of The Undertaker. So now we have a, a man who killed his parents. Thank God his brother's already dead. I know. In fire. And then locked his brother in a casket and tried to do the same to him. Luckily, The creep. Undertaker escaped. Oh, oh okay. Whew, but that is not the only attempt that Kane made on his brother's life. Oh. This Kane is a monster. That next year, The Undertaker was in a buried alive match. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You've never made Vinny so happy. This is the uh, show that he's always wanted to do right now. <laughs> a live match. Yeah. And it's Kane is not even in this match, you guys. Not even involved. But Kane comes out and tombstone pile drivers his own brother into the oh. ring. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <sighs> oh. A tombstone. In turn. <laughs> Burying his own brother alive. So he set him on fire. He's Now he's trying to bury him alive. Holy shit. After killing their parents with fire, potentially. I hope he got a good attorney. This I hope he didn't represent himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to represent my son, Kane. Exactly. <laughs> and Paul Bear, representing himself, goes down on charges of arson and attempted murder and manslaughter. That ends the saga of Kane and the Undertaker, but Kane doesn't stop there. The Undertaker would go on to his own things and Kane would go on to his, but Kane's would remain creepy. Yep. He would keep creeping. In 2002, uh-huh. Triple H introduces to a name known as Katie Vick. Uh. And Kane is distraught just hearing the name Katie Vick. Triple H tells everyone that Kane is a murderer, which, by the way, we already knew. I've already told you right. that Kane's a murderer. Yeah. But Triple H tells us that Kane is a murderer. And the next week, Kane is out to clear his own name, right? So this burned up monster comes to the ring. He tells us the real story of what happened with Katie Vick. Katie had been drinking too much. Okay. And so she wasn't fit to drive home. An animal runs across the road. Kane swerves to miss it, gets into an accident. Katie Vick dies. Oof. They later find Kane semen inside of Katie Vick, which would imply that while she was under the influence, Kane had his way with her and then got into a car accident and she died. So in clearing his own name, he basically admits to rape and murder. Well, it wouldn't be murder, right? Well, be manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, manslaughter. So the charges grow on my man Kane here. He's a bad dude. Bad dude. Killed wow. his parents. Tried to kill his brother. <laughs> did bury his brother. Yep. Now we add rape and manslaughter yep. to the charges. And covering it up, too. It's the cover-up that always gets it's the me. the cover-up. <sighs> Fast forward two years. Yeah. Okay, 2004. 2004. He, he begins stalking another wrestler's girlfriend at the time, uh, Lita. She was with Matt Hardy, and, and Kane begins 
to uh, get a little bit of an infatuation with this Lita. He's got a crushy poo on her. Got a little, got a little crush on her, but uh, got okay. a little smoochy poo. As we discussed, <laughs> the man who killed his parents, tried to kill his brother, did bury his brother, raped a girl, and then killed her in a car accident. That guy. He's got a unique style. I like it. I like that he keeps recapping all the bad things. Yeah, he just pointed it out. It's good. He doesn't. He he stalks in a little bit of a different way. It's not a crush. He's he's a little, little much. He's a little little creepy about it. He's kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of taking it too far. In a match at SummerSlam 2004, Kane earns the right to marry Lita. Oh, jeez. What did Matt Hardy do? <laughs> right. Uh, so Lita is forced to marry Kane against her will. You want to talk about hard body Harrison trapping seven or eight women? <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. Between, you got me anywhere between seven and eight women? This is hard to argue with. <laughs> I know. Kane forced this woman to marry oh, him against her will. Brutal. But he won, he won the match, though. He did so win he, the match. So she had to, yeah. She had to do it. Yeah. She didn't want to. Right. Then, Lita comes up pregnant. Hmm. And it's not Matt Hardy's. Oh. Which would imply that it is Kane's. Kane, who forced her to marry him, he has now groomed her into a position and impregnated her. He's got to learn how to pull out. If there's one thing I've learned about this Kane fellow, he ain't pulling out enough. We've found semen in Katie Vick. Right. Now he has impregnated Lita. Jeez. Who knows what Who would Who knew happened? that a half-burned motherfucker would be so fertile? Seriously. Yeah. Impregnates her, then gets hit in the back with a chair by Gene Snitsky, stumbles into Lita, miscarriage, the baby is gone. Jesus. How many bodies are we going to have this here? This is just a travesty. I mean... Over the years, this man has caused havoc yeah. in the world. How's he get Not away just with the it? world of wrestling, but the world. How is he getting away with all of this? I don't know. It's being televised, too. That's the crazy part. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We've watched all this in action. Like and uh, over the years, angles. he has, uh, uh, in addition to that, he's thrown fireballs at Undertaker, X-Pac, and China. Oh, jeez. A lady. He set Jim Ross on fire one time. Who hasn't wanted to do that, though? Well, I mean, okay. Uh, he, uh, oh my God, King! I'm on fire! Pack out, King! I'm on fire, King! <laughs> he tombstone piledrivered Linda McMahon, an elderly woman, onto a stage, causing him to become an unbridled feud with her son Shane McMahon. Right. And in boss. that feud, he ties Shane McMahon to the ring post and then electrocutes his testicles using jumper cables and a battery. That, you guys, that is so illegal. That's. I'm I'm glossing I, over these things. How is this man not in prison? I know he should I'm, be life. I'm glossing jail. over these things because they don't uh at, they don't go anywhere near the murdering his parents. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Attempting still, still to murder worst. brother and then burying his brother alive. Yep. M- uh, manslaughter and rape on Katie Vick. Uh, what we would definitely call rape and impregnation. Is impregnation actually a crime? I'm not sure. Well, if I mean, if you do it through, if she's not a willing participant, I, it's kind of a crime. And then miscarriage, which he's kind of the cause of it. So I'm just skating over these other things because they don't pale in comparison. But the most heinous act came in 2008. What did he do? What was the crescendo? There's a young, handsome handsome charismatic upstart in the wwe just trying to make a name for himself oh man (laughs) saw this one coming (laughs) and this monster he goes after this 
handsome, charismatic, good-looking. Did I mention he was handsome? Yeah. So handsome. Kid in the prime of his life. And he cuts him down, slams him on the mat, and raises fire from the turnbuckles around him. I can barely talk about it. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. I got to get another sip of beer. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to be the bear of bad news, but that young oh man. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. What oh did he my ever God. do? was Mr. Colin that. Delaney himself. <laughs> Why would he do that? This monster. <laughs> what a monster. This monster. And it looked like this handsome wrestler was already pretty hurt. He's already got a hurt. Bandages on. Already hurt, guys. Oh, my oh, God. Geez. That's, That's unnecessary. Insult That's to injury. What is that fire even for? Showboating. It's terrible. Pure showboating. So if we can recap, murdered both of his parents, <laughs> tried to kill his brother, did bury his brother, the whole Katie Vick deal, there's rape, there's manslaughter, uh, forced marriage, uh, rape, impregnation, uh, miscarriage, a miscarriage, there's fireballs, I didn't even get into all the things he did to Paul Bearer, disgusting. Yeah. And then the handsome young man in 2000. Well, also, there was that time he cheated when the ref wasn't looking, let's not forget that. How I about- rest my... <laughs> Case. And now, isn't he the mayor of someplace in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. Is that true? Not to mention the real creepiness of him, that the man wore a mask for his entire, well, not his entire run, but for most of his wrestling career, wore a mask, mm-hmm. currently is a mayor in Tennessee, and is anti-mask. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess that checks out. That's funny. Colin has picked the big red machine that is Kane. I guess that makes it my turn, and ladies and gentlemen. How are you going to follow that one, Vinny? Well, I you appreciate you him go last. I appreciate Colin, you know, keeping the kayfabe up. I love it. I uh, I'm gonna get you know down to the reality of the business, though. I'm sorry, everybody. We need to get to the real thing. So my creep today is the scourge of Cobb County, Georgia. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs. That's right, my creep, ladies and gentlemen. All six foot seven, three hundred and thirty pounds of Ray Trailer, the big boss man. Wow. That, that theme song goes hard, by the way. So Trailer debuted pro wrestling in 1985. Uh, before that, he was a corrections officer in the Cobb County penal system. Now, here's the thing: sometimes wrestling and the reality of people's jobs tends to merge they decide to like add that gimmick to you so by the time in 1988 he gets to the wwf they have named him the big boss man he's a prison guard he, he's a big prison guard and part of what he does is he handcuffs defeated opponents to the ring ropes and then beats them with his billy club or beats them with a ball and chain things like this it's on un- then that was not against the rules it's unconscionable they Carl. Change them. it's unconscionable in 1992 his past Working as a prison guard caught up to him, Carl, big time. Because some things started coming out of that jail. This man, Nails, <laughs> who escaped from prison mm-hmm. and came to WWF to talk all about the atrocities that the big boss man committed on him in prison. What the fuck is going on I was right so now? scared of Nails. I thought I, thought I knew Carl, what show I was on. Carl, there's <laughs> the a lot of information about to come here on this WWF news program okay. that was on. One thing to say. And that's for the big boss man! Boss man, I'll give you credit! You were one of the toughest screws in the joint! Probably the toughest one I've ever met! But let me tell you something, boss man! There are no more 
real bonds between us. That's right. There are no more handcuffs on me, and I no longer wear leg irons. Uh oh. You can no longer turn the fire extinguisher hose on me in the middle of the night. You can no longer reach the bars and harass me. That's right. He is basically blowing the whistle on prisoner abuse. I don't think I could do this for in Cobb County, Georgia. Another full story. <laughs> did he say? Did he say that he turned a fire extinguisher hose on him while he was sleeping? Yes. I think I might be tapping out. What a <laughs> fucking monster. Cogitable. He tortured this man. He was obviously this nails is unhinged. He's a probably a sex maniac. He broke out of jail to fight him over it and ended up beating up Vince McMahon for real. That's another story for another day. He ends up leaving the company not long after that. We're not exactly sure what happened. We're assuming it was lawsuits that has to do with the uh, penal system because he was breaking so many laws in jail they had sure. to let him go. So in October 1998, he returns to the WWE and he has a major feud, Carl, with a guy named Al Snow. Okay? Oh, God. And a feud that eventually involved Al Snow's pet chihuahua. Oh, no, not the chihuahua. Pepper. Yeah, Pepper, that's right. At SummerSlam, the two had a Falls Count Anywhere match that spilled into the backstage area. And just prior to the match, Snow had set his little puppy Pepper's pet carrier near the entranceway. You know, just to keep him safe during the match. Mm -hmm. And uh, minutes into the match, the boss man picked up the carrier, taunted Pepper, and then threw it as hard as he could. Jim Ross had to apologize to the people watching at home. It was so upsetting. That is upsetting. It is upsetting. It really is. The man threw a dog. The man yeah. threw a dog. But not only that, two weeks later, boss man kidnapped and ransomed Pepper, Carl. He kidnapped the man's dog. Now, luckily so for was us. okay, that is what you're telling me. Well, but. lucky for us, there were some cameras here. And there, was, there agreed to be an exchange where the big boss man would make things up. With Al Snow, I'd like to show you the video from this exchange. Don't do it. Al, just eat the food and let me do the right thing here. Do the I right mean, thing. Give me the dog. That's, you know. He's on his way. The guy said he'd be bringing him. You just got to trust me. Al. I'm here, aren't I? Great. If I eat the food, will that make you happy? And then you can give me the dog? Oh, yeah. If you're giving me a chance, do what's right. I'll do whatever right. you want. Just he please. Just just give me the dog. Because you're supposed to give me the dog. Now, this is really dastardly. He gets him to his hotel room in the promise of the dog. He serves him this delicious meal. And what could possibly happen next? Is the, is the Try not to get one of them uh, paws stuck in your teeth. He made Al Snow eat his own dog pepper. That's right, Al. 100% grade A pepper. No, no. <laughs> What's the, the matter, Al? Stuck oh, you don't like pepper? You don't like the way pepper tastes? You don't and like the way pepper salt. looks? Huh? You don't like pepper? What's the matter with you, boy? It's full huh? out of salt, Carl. You don't like the way pepper tastes? Huh? You don't like what? <laughs> no way. I'm not going to take an elevator today. You're going to hear me. And then he rubs his face in it. I told you, if he bit me again, I was going to stand him straight to hell. He murdered the dog and made Al Snow eat it. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be people murder, but when you hurt animals... I always ate that. You know that. Yeah. Well, and I just want to say that the fact that he recorded that and confessed to the crime, I assume that he did hard time after that. Yeah. He you recorded know, something else. get away with a lot of things, though. Yeah, that's true. That's Probably true. got some connections on the inside. That's true. This is what else happened to Pepper. Pepper's oh been gosh. buried. The remains of Pepper have been buried earlier today. Well, folks, we're told that we cannot, this will happen later, later in the day, we're told we cannot because this? of the distasteful oh, act that the boss man is doing here. He's urinating on the grave of Pepper. Uh, this is all, we're, that's, that's what happened. He's that's relieving it. himself, and I'm, I'm told that the footage is so violent, even the World Wrestling Federation can't. That's right. 
footage so vile that Jerry Lawler couldn't even show it. Wrestling used to be so much better. Couldn't stomach it. <laughs> he peed all over Pepper's grave. He murdered this poor chihuahua. Yeah. Murdered that poor chihuahua in the same year that Kane tried to burn his brother alive. Continue. <laughs> Continue, though. Yeah. All right, okay. Colin. Do you remember his big feud with the Big Show? <laughs> oh, I remember. For the WWE Championship? I, vividly. Well, a terrible thing happened, Carl. You know the Big Show, right? I sure do. His father passed away. Oh, that's too bad. And... At the funeral, something terrible happened. The Big Show's just trying to do this nice eulogy, wearing Dad, leather pants. I love you. You're a good man. And everything I have in life, yep. I've learned from you. He's giving a eulogy. Now, what in the hell is that? And here comes Big Boss Man in a police car with a loudspeaker on it. Just driving through the cemetery, interrupting everybody's thing. How horrible is that? Just driving through with his uh, police academy, uh, oversized, wacky. The car's from the seventies. Hair horn. It looks like it's It looks like it's from the set of Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, 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 yeah. So disgusting. he shows up at this what funeral. A creep. This is disgusting. But it gets worse, guys, because the Big Show, you know, decides, hey, man, I'm not going to let you do this because he starts talking to his mother. That's right. Would you like to go out with a man like me? No, you don't. You start uh, no, 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 you don't. Uh, no, no. Big Show's coming after him. And Big Show climbs up on the hood of this old car. Oh, and he goes runs, Big Show. And he runs over the Big Show at his father's funeral. Wow, and he, he really hit hard following those two feet. He certainly brutal. did. Well, I, he's a big man. There's a lot of weight behind true, those falls. I'm glad he took that leather trench off. You don't want to ruin that That's thing. good, yeah. yeah. Now, okay. what could he do that could possibly be worse? Well, well, the big show is down. The big boss man decides to tie a chain to oh. Big Show's father's oh. casket oh. and drag it behind the shitty police oh. car. Oh. This is oh my God! The this humanity so and the Big Show jumps on the casket. Big Show's hugging his casket. He's no. He's gonna save him, but no. Oh, big dog goes Big Show again. Now, In grass tears. is difficult to get out of leather. Oh yeah. Dude. And not the only that, fucked. What ruined. did the big boss man do with his father's corpse? I'd like to know. They didn't get that on camera. But oh. they found Kane semen in it. It gets worse because now, not only is he harassed the son of this poor man, the big boss man decides to go to the Big Show's house and have a conversation with his mother. Do you remember this, Colin? I actually don't. The rest of it I'm in for, but this one I, I think I okay. missed. Okay, where do you see this? I've been in law enforcement for many years, and I have friends all over the country. What I found and dug up is a matter of public record. It's about your past, about Paul's past, and it's about his dad's past. That's right. Very salacious. What could it possibly be, guys? What information could the big could the big boss man have gotten about the big show that would make his mother cry so hard i'm listening he wasn't supposed to know but let me tell him what? Oh, <laughs> he's illegitimate he's illegitimate he's illegitimate so what you're saying is your son's a bastard yes <laughs> it was it was the law 
Uh oh. You're right, it should come from you. What I want you to do is take a look at that red light through that window right there. You just told the whole world. Oh my god. What a bastard the big boss man is. Can I point something out? Governor Cuomo is a better actor than this woman. That is the worst <laughs> acting I've ever seen. Do you, what, do you have what are you talking about acting? One, one of my favorite uh, clips in general. I don't want to do. Do you have more uh, boss man uh, railing on? Uh, I do. I have clips? one last okay, clip yeah, here. Yeah, let me. I'll let you get to it before I. Here we go. Give my favorite. This line. is the last clip from the from Big Boss Man and Big Show's Man. Hey, Paul White, you're a nasty bastard, and your mama said so. What kind of person are you? What kind of morals do you have? Oh, He's a monster. He is a monster, the big boss man. You're a nasty bastard, and your mama said so, is my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes in wrestling history. So good. I have to tell you, not only did he abuse prisoners in his job before wrestling, who knows? How many people he injured? Who knows how many people died that they've covered up in those prisons? Fire extinguisher hoses. Fire extinguisher hoses. He kidnapped, cooked, and made a man eat his own chihuahua, then pissed on the dog's grave. And then he went to the Big Show's father's funeral, dragged his father's corpse at the, from the back of a car. Then he went to his mother's house and made her admit on national television that he was illegitimate. Another great Big Boss Man quote from that time is his impression of the big show uh, after driving away with the casket. He went on TV and was like, Wah, wah, my daddy, my daddy, wah. And it was like. <laughs> the Big awesome. Boss Man was the greatest heel of the Attitude Era. He was the just a pure heel. He was the best, I have to say. <laughs> made a man eat his dog. He made a man eat his That's dog. Brutal. It might be the most deplorable thing that, it, like, there's yeah. a lot of gross awful things that wrestling has produced man make get a much person, worse than that make a person eat their own dog and that and good news is ladies and gentlemen ray trailer got what he deserved he died in 2004 of a heart attack okay i'm done the undertaker also hung him at a wrestlemania one time so once again we can also make a case that the undertaker really is the worst the undertaker is really the worst all right ladies and gentlemen i just have one question for you vinnie paulino i'm not talking <laughs> I met you've made of things again. Yep. <laughs> Go to the Vote for the only person who actually decided to take this seriously this week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was my heel turn. <laughs> this might was. just be my heel turn. Kane Make murdered his parents, you guys. Uh, okay. You know, you know, good point. Okay. Of the regular house, only one of us took it seriously. I don't think that's true. My, the big boss man's a real creep. So make sure you vote this week at thecreepoff.com. And uh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> what, happens, what happens if I win? Uh, well, so we do have a score for the guests to come on the show. Yes. The guests have two. If you win, it'll be up to three. One of the guests have five. I forget. We both have to spin the wheel. I forget. Well, we have happens. a special guest wheel that we're going to do where there's consequences that Carl and I have to do together. Oh, right. That's what it was. Yeah. God damn it. We got to like write a rule book or something. This is getting very complicated. Hey, Carl, somebody suggested a really funny consequence, but I don't know if I can handle this one. What is it? It was in the Discord this morning. Uh, there was a t-shirt that the loser would have to buy and wear to like all of the festivals in Rochester this summer. Like a picture of your face on a no, t-shirt? No, no. The t-shirt just simply says, sorry, ladies, I suck dicks. Oh. I think I have that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have one already. Yeah, I already okay. got it. Makes the makes the wheel easier. Yeah. Right. So 
Uh, if you want to send suggestions to the wheel, you could send those via voicemail. But before we get to our voicemails, let's talk about our sponsor. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse, you've seen our March Madness. Now stay for our April Sadness. See you in Syracuse. These taglines, I don't think they're doing a great job of selling Syracuse. Well, that's all they have for their uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible tourism department. Here's a voicemail. Hey, Vinny, I heard last week that you so graciously offered up... Uh, your excess blubber to anyone interested in uh, ass augmentation. Uh, my sister's in a sorority with 42 members, and they're all flat-assed uh, white broads. So uh, I figured you could probably take care of them. I don't know. I'd appreciate it. That's a very generous offer, and I uh, hope you can help. Thanks, Vinny. I do not have 42 women's flat asses worth of flab on me. Yeah, but at least fix 30 of them. Did that guy give a name? No. Because he, he would be my creep for next week. He just might be. <laughs> There's flat-assed white women, and you don't, you're not going to do anything to help him any? No. Jesus. Struggle. No, 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 no. White broads, did he say? He <laughs> did. Was he that did. the word he used? <laughs> College girls. You know, those broads. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, here's another one for you. Here's a, uh, another suggestion for the wheel, Carl. Hey, creepos. Wheel of consequence idea. The loser has to write 10 genuine heartfelt, kind, non-backhanded compliments about the winner and read it on the next episode. Ugh, fuck that. Yuck. Fuck ten? that. Ten? Yeah, ten. I gotta a find lot. ten things about Vinny that are good. Ten. Okay. My smile? Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I know how to say exactly. I could say the word picture. <laughs> also have a chin. I have you multiple chins. chins. I have I, multiple chins. I pronounced platoon for you. <laughs> All right, I guess that is easy. <laughs> uh, here we go. Vinny, uh, I think Carl has rigged the vote for the Who Are These Creeps. Clearly, you brought the worst true crime podcast, the glass of wine one. Those girls were so stupid that there was a few times that they were kind of funny and entertaining. Your girl was a nightmare to listen to. Even the fucking five minutes of clips you brought in, I wanted to fucking blow my brains out. So... You know, you guys got to get a better voting system than through Carl's own Who Are These Podcast Patreons. But fuck Carl. Vinny Winnie. I agree. Thanks for reminding me. That's right. Let's take a look at wow. what the poll is. Yeah, do you have it open on yours? I do right here. Who Are These Podcast Patreon? Now, there have we been did uh... 286 votes. Okay. 70% going to Carl with true crime and a glass of wine. 70 to 30, crushing you. Okay, so I'm losing a lot lately. You are, yes. I, I got to get things together. Wrong. I got to get things back together. But I, <laughs> but honestly, he's right, though. If you want to listen to the bonus episode, you got to get either the Creep Off Patreon or the Who Are These Podcasts Patreon. It's or on both. both of them. Yeah. Preferably both. Sure. But uh, we both brought in a terrible true crime podcast, and we tried to say whose was worse. Mine, Once Upon a Crime, was a lady with a monotonous, monotone voice who talked for 45 minutes, who made murder boring. And They're, Carl brought a couple of drunk broads talking into a laptop microphone. It was really bad. I like to use broads. That's a word where apparently it's back in. It's I in. learned that. It's in. After it's in right now. One, after voicemail one, all bets are off. What's the What's the vote on the creep up, Adrian? White, bro white broad spring, we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> Flat ass white broad spring. I like it. Uh, I will look it up right now. That's the a show title right there. <laughs> I don't think Flat it is. ass <laughs> white, broad white broad spring. It's good. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. 
If okay. I was that guy, I wouldn't have given my name on the beginning of my voicemail either. You just let that one Hey, sit. while you're looking that up. All right, you're winning there too, motherfucker. Oh, no shit. All right. God damn it. <laughs> I know y'all hungry. This is a many celebration music. I know y'all hungry. Is that what you're using now? It's my new favorite jam. All right, I'm sorry. Let's keep the show moving here. All right. Well, uh, I guess if we're going to keep it moving, let's just hit up the scum parade. Hit that music. Oh, it's scum parade time already, is it? Watch out for the scum parade. Oh, let's try to salvage this episode. This We're going to try so hard. Here we go, kids. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, 59 years old, was arraigned on charges of aggravated indecent exposure and malicious, malicious destruction of property under $200 last week. What did he do, you ask? Well, the charges stem from a March 12th incident in Oxford Township, Michigan, where homeowners asked to have their property inspected as a request of the buyers. A nursery camera detected movement, so the 22-year-old homeowner checked her phone and caught the home inspector Van Leeuwen in the act of pleasuring himself with their child's Elmo doll. This guy's job is a home inspector. He's been in many people's homes by himself. Correct. And he walks into this nursery, and he looks over, and he sees an Elmo doll, and he's like, Wow, look at all the fun things to do. He got very, very excited. And uh, Carl, guess what he decided to do at that point? Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jack. Spanking it, jacking it, spanking it, smack. That's not what he did. He did a new little thing we like to call happy tapping with Elmo. First your finger snap and then your toes start tapping. Give your knees a slap and let your hands start clapping. Anything can happen when you're happy tapping with Elmo. Yes. You know, there's something about that story that you probably didn't even realize, Vinny. What's that, Carl? Well, the camera, the way it was positioned, you could only see the guy from the front. He actually had Big Bird stuck up his ass at the same time. Get out. There was a lot going on. Wow. Yeah. Big Bird's got a lot of neck. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of beak, too. Yeah, so when he was done... Splat! <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's, that's staying on the board. It's- he returned the doll to the, its original place. Yeah. He put just it, put, put it right back. back when you're done. 59-year-old man. What, I a, hope, what a horny, horny 59-year-old. <laughs> I hope he at least defended himself in court. <laughs> uh, just what I think they've you know seen what they it do? all. They bring in a uh, Elmo doll to see if his pants get tight. <laughs> oh, he's guilty. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, uh, judging people if they're getting aroused, Carl, would you agree to wear a heart monitor while you have to watch cuties for your consequences? <laughs> I gotta set that. We gotta coordinate that. I guess. Yeah, Carl has to watch the movie Cuties three times in a row, Colin. And we think a heart monitor attached to him might be a good idea so we can see what's going on. Cuties is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yuck. (laughs) I know. Not looking forward to it. Heart monitor. Heart monitor. (laughs) This woman called the police, obviously. When the officers questioned him about the incident, Van Leuven said he moved the doll to, quote, check an electrical outlet and then made incriminating statements in a it says, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah. He just like, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we have the video footage of you jacking off with Elmo. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, man. Well, if you've got the video, I mean, there's nothing left for me to say, right? <laughs> Can I get a copy of it? <laughs> <laughs> when I get out of prison. Yes. Uh, are those nanny cams like 4K? <laughs> <laughs> right. Can I zoom in? He has been uh, arrested. His next court appearance is scheduled for April 19th. And the news release said uh, that... Uh, this is probably going to end his business. 
I would imagine. I would say, I would say so. Yep. Early retirement for you, sir. I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> not think so. Hope so. He's That's a, a fun one. A 43-year-old East Moline, Illinois man was behind bars Monday after police said he had an axe when he chased a woman at a casino. This is a fun story. This is a fun story. By the way, if you want to not get caught, don't do shit at a casino. Nope. There are more cameras in a casino than in Hollywood. You will get caught. <laughs> yeah, about every square inch has four cameras yes. in a casino on it at any time. And they're going to pick up on someone wielding an axe <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. the floor. Usually a red flag. <laughs> yeah, right. So the story goes... Is that guy uh, counting cards? I don't know, but that guy over there has got an axe. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Out. What were you guys doing at 8 a.m. on Easter Sunday? Uh, sleeping. Well, this guy was at the casino. Yep. Cops were called to the Rhythm City Casino in Davenport for a disturbance involving a man chasing a woman with an axe. During the course of the altercation with a woman, he went out to the car, retrieved the axe, and then came back in while brandishing the axe overhead in a threatening manner. Like, I imagine, like, a cartoon just chasing someone with, the thing two hands over his head. Vinny was I, just chasing this woman around. I think he might have been justified because she did double down with a soft 16 against Jack. Oh, fuck yeah. Go yeah. get her. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What is take, she thinking? Take her hands. <laughs> what is she thinking? You're never going to make that mistake again. Right. I, I, I like that, that it's axe. Because that, that implies, like, long handle oh, and yeah. the thing. Like, not hatchet. Not, like, you can't hold this thing with one hand. You are, like, double, right. double fist in this axe. <laughs> Hell, yeah. He was mad. The police surrounded him. He still had the axe, yelled at the victim in the parking lot while the officers were trying to, like, you know, subdue the guy. Like, they're all surrounding him. He's got the fucking axe. They got their guns drawn. They finally get him to put it down. They find out he also had a big, giant knife on his belt, too. So this guy could have done some serious damage, but uh, luckily everyone was safe. And uh, Anderson's being held on bail on an $8,000 bond. That's all you get for chasing a woman with an axe. And he's no longer allowed to be at a casino with an axe. That's one of the... Or alone with an Elmo doll. One of Just the provisions. Case. Yeah, we're, we're still... The jury's still out on what he can or can't do at a Chuck E. Cheese, though. You ever go to the axe-throwing place, Vinny? <laughs> no. We have a place here in Rochester yeah. called Axe. There's two of them, yeah, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, have yeah. you done it? I've, I've not done it. I've been there. I've seen it go on, but I've It's a lot done. of fun. Throwing an axe is a lot of fun. I think what they should do, though, is they should give you an opportunity to bring a life-size image of your girlfriend or wife... <laughs> That you can then put it, because then you get it out of your system that way. <laughs> yeah. Or you're just training people at that point. Or, or training. I mean, accuracy is important when it comes to axe throwing. That, that is true. Uh, your idea is exactly what happened in Iowa, which led to this man at a casino <laughs> with an axe. You might be right. All right. Never mind. Strike that one. Well, we're uh, going back to Iowa today, April 7th. Uh, an Iowa man is now facing a sexual abuse charge record show. Mm -hmm. According to investigators, DNA evidence... Links defendant Kyle Aaron's 20 to the assault of the victim, an Illinois college student who was attending a party at the Iowa City apartment his girlfriend shares with Aaron's and other roommates. They so, found the DNA in the roof of his mouth, by the way. They certainly did. Where is Kane's semen in all of this? That's yeah, right. Dude, Colin, where do you hear this story? This is a crazy story. This is a bad situation to be in. <laughs> so this guy goes over to his girlfriend's new apartment for a housewarming party. Everybody's getting drunk. This poor victim and his girlfriend go into the girlfriend's room. He's so drunk. She puts him down on the bed. She lays down on the bed next to him. He kind of goes to sleep. She decides, I'm hosting this party. I'm going to go back to the party. I'm just yeah, going to leave him, him pass here. out in the bed. Yeah, just go to sleep. So yeah. she goes back out to the party. Well, a little while later, he wakes up realizing that someone is performing oral sex on him. Mm -hmm. And he assumes. Fun way to wake up, by the way. Sure. 
Oh yeah, what a party! What a party! If, Great if new my place. My wife honey. or girlfriend is watching right now. Reminder: that's a fun way to wake up. So, long story short, he doesn't open his eyes. He just enjoys what's going on, and then it ends quickly. He hears the door open and he looks up. He finally opens his eyes to see a bearded gentleman taking a cell phone picture while backing out of the room and closing the door. How is it possible you're getting your dick sucked by a guy with a beard and you don't know it's not your girlfriend? What, is she Italian? <laughs> Antoinetta, were you in here sucking my dick? Was that you? I just want to say this story is pretty gay. It sounds like uh, that guy is a co-host of a podcast called The Creep Off and he lost and spun the wheel. <laughs> yes! yes. That's what it sounds you like. You just suck well, your friend's dick. <laughs> Damn it! That's what it sounds like happened well, to this bearded gentleman. I'm going to say there's only one co-host with a beard on this show, so <laughs> I'm just going to point that out. His girlfriend said to him the next morning, she wasn't the one who was having performing oral sex on him, and I guess it was an awkward conversation when he went into the kitchen uh, for breakfast. Yeah. That was uh, one of your better uh, blowjobs there, dear. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty good. What are real, you talking about, Ronnie? prickly. Oh, you woke up early and shaved, huh, hon? That's nice. <laughs> I see you're using that tack razor I got you for Christmas. <laughs> the description. <laughs> so he says, well, it was a, a heavy dude who was beard, like, had a beard. She's like, yeah, that was my roommate. This guy goes to the police. The police show up. They start investigating this. Aaron denies the whole thing, claims that he doesn't remember anything, blacked out, too drunk to remember. Aaron's was also certain there was no reason his DNA would be on the victim or his clothing. However, lab tests on the victim's underwear returned a DNA profile that matched Aaron's, triggering his arrest for sexual abuse. So either his saliva, probably his saliva, got on the guy's underwear and they were able to test that and arrest him. Not to get too serious, because that's not what we're doing here, but good on the guy for, like, going to the police and I actually know. getting... You know what I'm saying? Like, Agreed. I would just be like, fuck, I can't believe that happened. Uh, uh, most people would have yes. just kind of written it and been like, oh, I can't believe that happened. Maybe I'm misremembering. This guy was like, nope, police. Yeah. I mean, it sucks to be the girlfriend. I mean, now you got to pay his share of the rent. When he goes to jail, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. but whatever. They also searched his phone and found a picture of the victim laying on the bed. So there was that, too. If convicted of sexual abuse, Aaron's could face up to 10 years in prison for this. Just for sucking a dick. Yeah. Well, he'll have lots more dicks to suck when he gets there. Photographic evidence is, is a real, a real wild move. Yeah. You know? it, almost like uh, your guys creeps today who are well, filming. Well, Kane, yes, of course, Kane. Kane. The big boss man is a fucking... Is, is, you know, he may not have murdered his parents and set them on fire, but, I mean, I like to think he's a creep in his own right. Do these people learn this from wrestling, that you should be filming well, you all have to of get evidence. Yeah, crime? Of I think that the art sharpens itself. I think that, like, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard just reads the same websites I do, and yeah. that's how he writes shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Colin knows I'm right. <laughs> uh, on Friday, April 1st, 2021, the police were called to a house for, uh, for the second time that night. Police said a neighbor told them that a man was making threats against his wife, quote, again. <laughs> she said the victim had set up a 24-hour live stream in her bedroom because she was so afraid her husband would harm her. Mm -hmm. She set up a 24-hour live stream so that people could just keep an eye on her and make sure she's okay. I feel what like was, there are other other avenues to right. go down. That Get a hotel room. Before Don't you be there. get to 
I'm going to live stream myself for 24 hours in case something happens. There's definitely other avenues to go down. Yeah. What was the title of that live stream? I might be murdered. Like that yeah. must have millions yeah. of views. Yeah. yeah. Please, please <laughs> keep an eye on me. Yeah. Well, for those people who did tune in, boy, did they get a show that night, kids. This neighbor was watching the live stream, right? Michael Ramos, the husband, came into the bedroom and began yelling that she was, quote, possessed by demons and that he was going to cut her head off and burn the house down to get them out. Okay. An effective way to get rid of demons, by the way. Yeah, because that's how they get out is through the through neck the, stump. Through the neck, yeah. Yeah, through the yeah neck, absolutely. Sure. But then when you burn the house, they don't escape into somebody else. Now, Well, right. Only Kane escapes when you burn the house. Right. This the Undertaker is, escapes. This we well, and and Paul there. Bearer just stands outside going, Oh, Undertaker. <laughs> Anyways, demons, yes. Yes, yep, yep. So she said she filed for divorce that same day because of her fear. So she had filed for the divorce the same day this guy decided she has demons. Shocking. Police spoke to a witness who said she was watching the live stream when he came in, threatened to cut her head off. Uh, police say Ramos was on the front porch, and they asked him if he had threatened his wife. They said first he said he, quote, couldn't remember, then looked down and said, yeah, and put his hands behind his back voluntarily. Some demon hunter, huh? So wait a second. Was his wife possessed by demons? Because we never did get that answer. You're going to have to tune into the live stream to find out. Now that that I'm thinking about it. Like, we don't even know. This guy could have been doing the right thing. There's two sides to every coin. Right, exactly. So he voluntarily lets them put the cuffs on him. Yeah. And the cops couldn't park close because apparently there was, like, a lot of street uh, cars on the street. So the police start to walk him back to where their car was. And that's when... (laughs) Ramos decided to take a run for it. With the cuffs on. With the cuffs Behind on his it. Back. Made it about 25 yards before he lost his balance and fell on his fucking face. Cops I, took him to jail. I love that he made it 25 yards. Very specific. That's uh, decently far. If you've never tried to run without your arms, it's yeah. not very easy. It's not easy. Arms it is are not. pretty crucial Especially when you're act. worked up, you're ready to murder some demons. Frankly, I just don't even like the sound of trying to run. I'm out. <laughs> Fuck that. Without arms? Woof. <laughs> or... Vinny made it 25 inches before falling. With legs. <laughs> this guy, he's in a lot of trouble. He's uh, being charged with attempted murder and all sorts of stuff, so we'll keep an eye on that. Probably not. That is this week's Scum Parade, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. Wow. That, was, uh, that was fun, Vinny, as always. I was um, going to say, they were actually all had at least a degree of fun to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we do here, Colin. <laughs> that, that's no, last true. week. We yeah, last week. Ones. Yeah, last week there was some brutal ones. Yeah. Yeah. Was, there are some brutal ones. This this week, all of them, uh, we can make light of. So, Colin, where can the people find you on the internet if they want to follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Extremely Cute. I, uh, I got on that Twitter game real early. Yeah, so you things did. Things like, at Extremely Cute were still available. True story. The very first tweet from the WWE Twitter account is about Mark Henry beating me on ECW. No shit. Very sure. first tweet they ever put out. There you go. Randomly. Uh, Find me on Instagram at extremely Colin because at extremely cute was taken, but you can still find me there. All right. Heather W thinks that you're a pretty attractive guy. So uh, you got a fan. You got a new fan from this. Well, follow Uh, me on Twitter, Instagram, I guess. Yep. And she'll pay your rent, buy a computer. She'll do lots of stuff for you, Colin. Now, listen. You could uh, use a new computer just if you're Colin. uh, I, I, I seem to resemble that handsome. Good-looking, charismatic young man who got beaten down by Kane, who clearly is the most awful creep of the week. That's the end of the show. Carl, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Colin, thanks so much for joining us. This was fun today. Product placement. Thanks, guys. Gagia.